Hey, Nerd Talk Nation, this is your host, Jordan Halstead, and thank you so much for joining us for another fantastic episode of Nerd Talk with Jordan Halstead. Me and Micah today are going to be discussing Back to the Future, and we are bringing in special guest, Alicia Currents. I feel so special. You should. (laughs) (laughs) We we were making the joke a few minutes ago about just that she's not here regular enough to lose the title, (laughs) so she gets to keep special guest, Alicia might I just you. like showing up when I like the topic is all. Yeah, that's, you know, that that's fair. Kind of pick and choose, pull to your strengths. I like it. Mm-hmm. Micah, thank you for joining us. I'm here as always. Uh, <laughs> nothing special about that. I'm just here. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the topic today, which is very special. It is. And we're talking back to the future. So kind of just coming out of the gate, just asking the question, what is your favorite part of this movie? Because like when when you think of this movie, like, is there a memory tied to it? Is there a specific scene that you're like, man, this is my favorite? Like, because we're we're all excited to talk about this, and we've been talking about it for a couple of weeks. Um, what what stands out to you? What's your what's your favorite part of this movie? So I would say all of it. Just to clarify, because Alicia and I have actually we watched the first one in preparation for this, but then you know you can't just watch one without watching two, without watching three. So we've watched. We just watch. We just you know, <laughs> went through the trilogy again and watched them for the 8,000th time. But um, I don't know. It's just one of those iconic films. And I guess one of my earliest memories, um, did you all watch movies or whatever while you were going to sleep or leave the TV on while you were sleeping when you were young? Mm-hmm. Not really. Okay. So my brother and I shared a room when we were really young. And um, this was one of the movies that we threw in before we went to sleep. And if I made it to the part where Marty plays the guitar at the beginning of the at the beginning of the movie, <laughs> I was lucky because I was always out because I don't know why, but the the sound of the clocks going and stuff like that always just put me to sleep, and I don't know why. You, um, know, you, you had said that funny. when we were talking and kind of prepping for this, yeah. and I wa- I rewatched the movie too, and I was like, wow, you didn't make it far at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> right. Well, one of the other movies that we rotated was. Um, Toy Story, like the first Toy Story movie. And like when, you know, you got a friend of me playing through at the beginning of the film, like if I made it through that whole song, I was out. Right. So um, when before uh, Woody even said reach for the sky, like it was (laughs) I was lucky to have made it that far. But anyway, um, no, I just I remember, gosh, just dating myself here, but like having this film on VHS and um for those of you that don't know what a VHS is, Google it. Um, it was these, you know, giant black things that you put in a thing called a VCR, and it would play movies before streaming. So um, before DVDs, before DVDs, mm-hmm. yep. And so we had a ton of those, and if, I'm, I'm assuming Alicia and I have them somewhere in a garage box somewhere. Still have some of them, but yeah, I just this movie came out in the '80s. Um, another memory that I have, uh, and then I'll let Alicia uh, kind of answer the same question. I. I remember watching this a lot with my mom growing up. And so like she, I don't know if she enjoyed them as much as I did, but it was just one of the things where we watched them together. But one of the things that I remember asking my mom was like, what's up with all the swear words in this movie? Now this was like 1985, 86. Yeah. 85. And it had a lot of profanity in it for being a PG rated movie in the 80s. Yeah. Rating systems were different back then. Well, if you look at a movie like The Breakfast Club, which is rated R, come around, you know, came around the same time period, like 
they had some f words in mm-hmm. in the Breakfast Club. I don't think there was Back a whole did. Uh, sexual scene as well mm-hmm. with Molly Ringwald. So I wonder if that got it. But still, like the profanity was the main thing in Back Well, Back to the Future. And then Jordan, you've talked about the whole you know his mom getting basically raped in the in the parking lot of the school. Uh, By but Biff. like, yeah, Biff. Let's talk about Biff in a minute. But like talking about being one of the you know greatest villains of all time. Um, but yeah, I just remember having that conversation with my mom and like, you know, there's so many nuggets. You talk about Easter eggs in the MCU and in the DCEU and Star Wars and things like that. There are so many nods in Back to the Future 1 going to Back to the Future 2 and in Back to the Future 2 going back to the Future 3 and tying back mm-hmm. into the first one. And like, there are very few trilogies out there that I would say hold the test of time, right? Like you have your Lord of the Rings, you have your original Star Wars trilogy, you know, four, five, six, but back to the future is right at the top of that list for me. And so they just, it's just stellar. It's stellar writing. It's stellar uh, storytelling. It's stellar um, actors. Um, I would go as far to say that you can have a favorite in the series. You mm-hmm. cannot say one is necessarily better than the others. They were all really good across the board. Yeah. I don't know. I like, I think two's great, but I don't think it's as good as like the first one, for example. But, but but if you would ask it's in Alicia, the same ballpark. But if you ask Alicia what her favorite one is, she'd probably tell you three. And I'm over here with number two. Yeah. Right. So so Alicia, what did you? What kind of memories come to mind when you think of Back to the Future? I can a talk all day of, about Back to the Future. Oh, I could too. And I I I love the trilogy. I've always loved it. Um, I mean, the first one. So it, just kind of random facts. Um, so I was born in 1985, and I think that 1985 there were so many good movies that came out in that year and mm-hmm. this is probably top of the list um and one of one of my favorite parts about the october 26th 1985 was actually when i was supposed to be born so i was actually born the 30th of october but i was supposed to be born on the 26th of october which is my dad's birthday wow so for me it's like that's just really cool it's like i was almost born on that day on the day that all of that stuff happened so um, but I mean, it's just an all around good movie. Like Micah was saying, just the, the acting, the music. I love the music in it. Um, oh, ooh. fun fact. Alan Sylvester did the film score for this. Guess what else Alan Sylvester did the film scores for? The Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame. And he wrote the Avengers original yep. theme. Not to mention he wrote, uh, you know, a famous movie called <clears throat> Forrest Gump. Uh the- <laughs> He's <laughs> just stellar film score writing. He he's right up there in uh, on the list with John Williams and Hans Zimmer and folks like yeah. that. Go ahead. But Alicia. like even like even like film score, yes, but also like Huey Lewis. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I just, like, it's so iconic. Those run parallel, right? The film What's score that? The, they, those run parallel, right? The film score and the actual soundtrack of the movie. Mm-hmm. They're both great. Yeah. Yeah. But not, I mean it's just Steven all around. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just all around good movie. It's it's one that like if it's on TV I and mean, we have it on DVD, it's on streaming services where you can watch it without ads. But, but if, if it's, it's on, on TV, TV I will play it. To watch it. I will, or even leave it on, like just, you know, leave it on throughout the day. Just so many good quotes. And like Micah was saying, like they, the constant nod to each other in the trilogy was just really well done. Um, and I mean, who doesn't like, like Michael J. Fox. So did you guys know that Michael J. Fox wasn't originally supposed to do this? Cause he was doing family yeah. ties at the same time. Yep. They had casted somebody else. They had casted mm-hmm. somebody else and they literally he he was doing family ties and they didn't want family ties didn't want to get him give him up for this movie. And they filmed maybe the first, I don't know, forty minutes of the movie with somebody else and then Eric Stoltz. 
Yeah, Eric Stoltz. And um, I think the, as the story goes, they were trying to get Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox, you know, um, finally gave in and did the project for Back to the Future and was like doing both at the same time. And there's a lot of podcasts and um, books and stories and journal articles out there that talk about how exhausted Michael J. Fox was. Literally, they would carry him from one mm-hmm. seat to the other. Uh, you know, you'd film fam- one, in, one in the morning, do yeah, one at night. He would night. do family ties and they would go do Back to the Future. And they were literally just carrying him from dressing room to dressing room because he was so exhausted as a young actor. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. But yeah, and they Whitt- did like I think they did so they did several weeks of the filming with Eric Stoltz before they were just right. like this is not working. I think he had an issue with um, Christopher Lloyd. I think there was like this conflict with with Christopher Lloyd and Christopher Lloyd just wasn't having it and they wanted Michael well, J. Fox and then and, it was kind Eric, of Eric Stoltz is not a bad actor but he just wasn't the right fit for that role. Sure. Yeah. So uh, I think it was last summer maybe the summer before I listened Jordan to uh, a podcast called Talk Is Jericho. Jer- Chris Jericho is a wrestler and. He does a podcast of all different things. He does paranormal. He does rock and roll artists. He does wrestling, but he also does movie stuff. Like he loves movies and like he's a big Star Wars fan, big Back to the Future. So he actually had a Back to the Future historian on his show, maybe last summer or the summer before. And the man just knew every detail (laughs) about Back to the Future. And, um, you know, he talked about, he went into great detail about the whole Eric Stoll, Michael J. Fox thing. And um, it's one of those things, man, that I don't think it would have ever worked if it wasn't Michael J. Fox. Um, and so or I think who there... knows if it would have been as big and continued the way that it did if it wasn't him. Yeah. And True. I think there was, I think Eddie Murphy was a name that was thrown out there for a role in this movie. I don't know which one, but I think he was, um, he was one of the names thrown. The future know. mayor. Maybe. Goldie Wilson. Mayor Goldie, Goldie Wilson. Wilson. Um, the mayor. I like <laughs> the ring of that. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, you know, in the society that we live in, the boss in that in that fifties diner, he was like a colored mayor. That'll be the day. Yeah. Like that's you know what I mean. Like it was it was just unheard of back in the fifties. And then he ended yep. up doing it, and he got reelection and reelection and reelection. And then even when you get to the second movie, <laughs> his great you know nephew or whoever is is the mayor in the future. So. um Jordan, what is your earliest memories of Back to the Future 1? I don't. I don't have any, like, this was my first viewing or anything. Like, my parents, I don't remember having it on VHS or DVD at the house. Um, So I hit a 80s kick when I was in high school. And I remember, like, watching 80s movies and listening to a lot of 80s music. Because, <laughs> let's be honest, that's some of the best music time we've ever had. True. And there's just some really good memories in that that my high school years and I remember sitting down and watching Back to the Future as a kid but I don't remember like a specific like hey like dad sat me down and we just watched Back to the Future one two three now I do remember we used to watch Back to the Future but I didn't realize there was a sequel and then a, a threequel and there was I think I watched the sequel at some point and dad was like there's a third one you know that right and I was like there's a what and he's like, yeah, they go back to the old West. I was like, why you sound- kept this from me? I'm over there. Like, what on earth are you talking about? Why do they go to the old West? And he's like, that's part of this story. Like, and, and I remember watching these over and over and over again. And when I built my Plex server, like that's one of my highlighted spots is <laughs> it's just got like back to future one, two, three. And I, I, I remember when they started doing these uh, reboots, I was like, they better not touch Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. 
Like yeah. that's that's a cemented piece. You can you can do something of that nature. That's totally fine. But don't you dare try and steal that name. Well, try like, tell me something. Tell me something story wise. It's better told than Back to the Future, where they literally cross their T's and dot their I's all the way around. Like you just talked about going from two to three. You didn't even uh, know that there was a third one, but like they have to literally go back to get to the future in the third one to get back to 1985. And then by the end, he's also got that train. Yep. Like, Mm -hmm. like there was no spot where he's like, okay, now I have to go find the history books. Now I got to figure out what on earth did, did doc Brown end up doing? Mm -hmm. There's this whole piece of like five minutes. He's back into his time, time zone or time frame. And uh, doc Brown comes in with a flying train. that travels time and it's like wait what well and let's let's talk about how you know with the exception of i mean the back to the future too and i know that we're talking about one we might as well just talk about the trilogy um the the guy <laughs> because they're all tied together it's they just, are. Mm-hmm. it's just a fact so like um with the exception of two they did a really good job of depicting what the 80s look like and what the 50s look like especially in the first one right and then when we oh, get yeah. to the third one you know, the, the late 1800s. Um, it, I just can't say enough good about the storytelling. Um, and there's so many memorable quotes in this movie. There's so many memorable um, scenes and, you know. Characters. Characters. And uh, let's just do that. Who was your favorite character in this film? Felicia, who was your favorite character? Oh, no. Why'd you have to come to me first? Jordan, who's your favorite character? <laughs> oh no why did i go first no well, doc brown every... okay doc yeah. brown is my favorite doc brown he's just so yeah. like i don't know i i feel like i mean this is not a new trend for me um really liking the weirdos so if you couldn't pick doc brown who would you pick and you, marty's not an option side character yeah let's talk about side characters for a minute hmm. mine would probably be principal strickland <laughs> did that guy ever have hair <laughs> he's a good one Gosh. slacker <laughs> <laughs> you remind me of your old man he was a slacker too <laughs> uh, oh gosh I don't know who to pick Jordan do you have I a fly character I think I'm going to have to say the dad Like George, George McFly yeah George McFly this whole he gets picked on He's a peeping Tom. That that <laughs> like the whole piece of like how oh, did your how did how did I meet or how did you meet dad? Oh, your dad or my dad brought him home. Well, because he fell out of a tree peeping on you. <laughs> like that boy ended up winning the jackpot because he was staring at you through a window as you're changing, mm-hmm. and then ends up years later getting to marry you. Yeah. How about the part when they go? He goes back to 1955, and basically Marty reenacts that scene that his dad did, and he mm-hmm. hits and he he wakes up from getting hit by the car, and he has dinner with his you know future uh, family, and then um, Uncle Joe, I hope you get used to those bars. No, no, no. What I was going to say is that uh, when he leaves, because you know Marty is just you know his mind is just blown that this is all happening to him. Um, his what would be his grandfather said he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he's an idiot. His parents are probably idiots too. <laughs> oh, I loved that. That was yeah. a great line. Yeah. So, um, Alicia. Oh, hey, fun fact too. My my dad goes by the name Marty, which is fun. Um, I'll go with Biff. I but also but I want to say this. 
partially because Biff has some really funny lines, like just, why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Like he can never get that right. Oh, old man Biff in the second one. He's like, it's Uh, But I don't like the, I don't like the really, and I think this is why I'm not a huge fan of two. I don't like how evil the Biff is in two, Mm. but I like him in one and I'm okay with him in three. So kind of transitioning from characters for a minute. Jordan and I had this conversation the other day, but how good was Biff as a villain? Like you talk about Thanos, you talk about Darth Vader, you talk about some of these other villains in other movies. I think Biff is right up there. Mm-hmm. I don't think like you can claim it's like this big galactic threat or anything. Like sure. That. Well, obviously like, this isn't a, like a, you know, a Marvel. I mean, movie, you're literally but... looking at a school bully situation. Right. But, but as name... a memorable villain who did yes. damage. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, Biff, absolutely. Biff is a memorable villain. And he's dynamic, too, because, like, in each piece of the film, he's in a different age, but he's still kind of that same school bully that he was in the first one. You know, I I, I would say if we were going to put a list of villains together, he'd probably hit my top five. Mm-hmm. Just like that, that memorable movie villains, like mm-hmm. someone who who shook the, instead of it just being like, Hey, here's a bad guy. We got to beat him up kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. it, or he, he, he bullied me. Uh, I got it. Like whatever. I feel like Biff is, is very memorable. And, and like you said, he has the make like a tree and get, get out of here. here. Like, like, I use that all the time. And like my teenagers <laughs> are like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, Oh, oh. educate yourself. <laughs> oh, I, a part of me wants to be like, hello, McFly. McFly. <laughs> That's a good one too. It's almost as good as Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> yes. So let's let's look at the the car for a second. Do you like the fact that they chose a DeLorean for the car? Because I feel like DeLoreans are not something you see a whole lot. Um, do you think that that made it a very iconic piece to the to the time? I absolutely think it did. I I mean it's. It's like with anything or any part of a movie, right? Like you wonder what it could have been if it were something different and you'll never really know. Um, but I think that picking a vehicle that was not very well known, that was not like a Ford or a Chevy or something kind of mainstream, I think really just added to it. Yeah. Well, it's like E.T. E.T. had to grab a candy and so they did Reese PCs. Mm-hmm. like those were not heard of at that time like they were they were just starting to roll out and they used those as a promotional piece to help sell that candy and yeah i feel like i mean cars are different you're not gonna see like everybody immediately go and be like Reese pieces in a delorean like yeah i want a delorean yeah sure but like there's now that piece of like people are so excited to see a delorean i mean anytime i've ever i've probably seen them less than 20 times um, out driving around but whenever i see a delorean i'm like oh that's awesome mm-hmm. it's almost as iconic as like the mystery machine yeah absolutely i think michael what do you think yeah i think the uh the delorean was a great choice also like one of my you know it's it's super minor in the in the grand scheme of things but like when people actually see the delorean like biff sees it at one point he's like a delorean like he's mm-hmm. super like confused as to why that is in that moment, you know, happening, um, you know, considering it's the eighties and you know, and then 
in the fifties. And then like you see in, you know, back to the future too, I think it is uh, where Doc's like, we got to hide the DeLorean. We can't just drive this out in the middle of, you know, daylight. We have to hide <laughs> it. And so like, um, I'm so mad that this show is PG because Doc Brown's lines oh, are, yes. are so iconic thinking, um, you know, a certain four letter D word that he says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that dang, kid? Dang, dang, dang. <laughs> and so he's like um, checking his watch. Yeah. Yes. And so uh, as soon as you started saying that, I was like, I know exactly what you're talking about, too. <laughs> when we do that a lot. <laughs> well, okay. So so let, let's talk about this part real quick. So you've talked about how Biff's comments are iconic, but I don't think it's just Biff. Oh, I know. The entirety of this movie, oh, I think, is, is so well ingrained in society. You know, we, we, we've often talked about how Darth Vader is, like, a generational villain. Mm-hmm. And how Star Wars itself, like, a generation grew up with Star Wars. And, and there's this whole piece of, like, I was raised on Star Wars. Now my kid will be raised on Star Wars. And there's, like, multiple generations now that are, are it, it's a part of our culture. Um, and I feel like Back to the Future is the same. I would say mm-hmm. like there's there's enough that even people who may not realize it's back to the future are still quoting certain lines and there's still like there's certain pieces that were a part of that movie that are deeply ingrained into the or into our culture. I agree. Well, even like something as far great Scott like well and then um or heavy Yeah, <laughs> there's, I, there's I, that I word use again. That, <laughs> I use that one a lot. Um, there was, there was a, uh, a series called how I met your mother came out a few years ago or quite a few years ago. Um, 2006, I think is when that one dropped. And there was this one spot where Barney Stinson yells grape scotch. <laughs> and like, they have to tell him, Hey, it's great. Scott, you're not saying it right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like grape scotch. And <laughs> they're like, that sounds terrible. Like, oh, don't, gosh. don't border that drink. Ugh, that is so gross. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I you know, back to the um the vehicle. Like it's just it's incredible how they continue to retell that story, right? So like and thinking about the what it takes to power it in the first one, and then you get to the second one and he's got that infusion with like the the food. Um yeah, recyclable stuff yeah. like he, he puts the can he he puts the juices he puts the banana peel yep and then by the time you get to the third one the train delorean that he creates or invents is a steam engine and so it, it runs on steam which is just it, it's amazing how they just continue to reinvent that story the vehicle the the concept behind it um uh, i'm just glad that they they stopped with three i mean i don't know if i could have done another one but like i don't know if they would have been you guys know what I'm saying? Like, like Jordan said, it was a good loop. Yes. Like Jordan said earlier, don't touch this one. But like mm-hmm. what, what I'm saying is that, you know, it's just, they continue to do a great job of, of storytelling, even through the third one in respect to the, you know, the DeLorean and that conversation. And, um, you know, they, I, I feel like they just constantly do a great job of setting up the next thing, you know, even in yeah. that loop. Right. Cause I think it, maybe it was the second one. Where Doc Brown's like, I got to destroy this machine, this infernal machine. And they do. Because by the time they get to the third one, you know, gets hit by a train. Which is ironic because the new one is a train. Yeah. So, um, what else, Jordan? What are, what are the thoughts you got about, about Back to the Future? 
favorite um, scene you want to talk about your favorite scene in the movie do you want to you know there's there's a lot of great stuff i love getting to see george knock out biff from mm. the the car scene because like there's that piece that you're like wait time out are they because i remember like early watchings being like wait time out marty's supposed to be in the car like he's not ready to to fight biff and then he just like musters the strength and he's like you get your dang hands off her <laughs> Boom! it just hits him and i'm like the older i'm getting the more i'm realizing that there are certain pieces that i didn't see when i was younger and it's just the innocence is going away there's those piece the worldly pieces that that come in and i remember just sitting there uh this past watch and i was like wait time out biff was raping her like he he was trying to to actually rape her mm-hmm. like he was under the influence and i was like this scene means so much more as i'm now an adult like i thought it was just this really cool like finally the bad guy got what was coming to him and as i got older i was like oh wait like this holds a lot more weight like george actually is saving her mm-hmm. and i i thought that was really cool um just coming the, from a, the peeping a, thomas saving her yeah yeah the <laughs> the guy the guy who is wanting to have that relationship with her in that kind of way and um he ends up saving her which i think is it's cool to see how how the whole storytelling was yeah. Um, and I, I really liked that he mustered up the strength because sometimes we don't always have that. Um, we don't have the courage and for him to have that in that moment. Um, and then for him to kind of do it again when Marty's playing the guitar up on stage and like, uh, what's his mom's name? Lorraine. Lorraine. Um, when Lorraine is kind of being drug off and like he has to go and save her. And like, basically he got two rounds of, of showing her and it kind of cemented, Hey, I'm going to be your husband, which yeah. I thought was cool. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was amazed at how many, like Jordan, it's a great point about like, I think another great ex- example of that is, um, Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, as a kid, I love that movie. And as an adult, when I watched it, there's so many things that he says that's so inappropriate. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's very adult humor. Like you hear that about like um shows like SpongeBob SquarePants and you know Family Guy is an adult cartoon basically. Um yeah. it's been on the air for like 15 years. And then, you know, The Simpsons Oh, it's very... been on for since 99. Okay, never mind. That's yeah. Super long time. Anyway, Bad Batch, we talked about that, you know, um and it's kind of a Star Wars recap episode that you and I did, Jordan, but like we talk about how we're grown men watching this cartoon, but it's super political and it's super adult themes. Yep. And it's just a cartoon. It just so happens to be a cartoon. But um, in reference to probably my favorite scene in the first one, it, it would have to be either at the beginning of the movie when he meets Doc at the mall and then Doc Brown's talking about uh, that whole scene before he goes to 1955 and then right when he gets to 1955 and he talks about all oh, this was farmland as far as the eyes can see and, and old man Peabody. Right. And he had a fixation with two trees. Right. <laughs> and so like when he busts out of the barn, he runs over the two trees and he's like, my pine. Like he just freaks out. Like, well, he only ran over one. Right. So and then at the end. Yeah. Oh. So the, um, that whole scene where it set up him going into 1955 was really good. And then as a musician, man, like I, I would be lying if Marty McFly playing the guitar 
didn't make me want to be a musician. Mm. That was one of my earliest influences as a kid. Like, man, one of these days I'm going to learn how to play guitar. And just so happens I know how to play guitar now. And He's like, now all I want to do is play Earth Angel. <laughs> I was thinking Johnny Be Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that uh, uh, the, the guy that's the, the singer for the band, He's like, your cousin, your Marvin Barry, or whatever his name was, and he hangs up the phone. He's like, listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> um, you we, we you said about the driving over the tree. So fun fact, if you didn't pay attention to this, is it goes from like Twin Pines Mall, and then he runs one of them over, and when he comes back to the future, it's Lone Pine Mall. Mm-hmm. And so like that that whole thing changed. I was like, that's so funny. And it's details that you don't pay attention entirely to the first round you go through it, but then well, how you about, see like the ramifications of what he mm-hmm. what he did. How about at the beginning when when Marty's supposed to go meet Doc and he he oversleeps and he calls him on the on the phone and he's like, Marty, you didn't fall asleep, did you? And he's like, No. Up above him is a Pepsi Free, a can of Pepsi mm-hmm. Free. And when he goes back to the future to the diner, he's like can I have a Pepsi free? He's like, if you want a Pepsi pal, you're going to pay for it. Pepsi well, free okay. was an actual drink in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was going to say for, for the 28 year old and younger, like they're not going to know, Hey, mm-hmm. like Pepsi free. Like I knew of it because mom and dad talked about it. Sure. Um, But that was, that was well done and like gone by the time that I was old enough to know what was happening. I was like, Pepsi free. That's like the, like Pepsi zero now. Or diet. Or, right. Yeah. These, these yeah. diets and things like that. Like, Pepsi free was an actual title. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when they're like, what's Pepsi free? I'm like, Oh gosh. Like also the can of, when they were having dinner with Marty Sam at the beginning, uh, the sister had a can of Bud Light on the table and the uh, can of Bud Light looked like a keg. Like the actual beer can looked like a keg yeah. instead of a, like, it was mm-hmm. like, wow, I, I never thought of it that way. Right. And so yeah, Pepsi free. Like that's one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. If you want a Pepsi pal, you're going to pay for it. Marty was <laughs> So confused. He's like, well, just give me something without any sugar. <laughs> well, and then there was the, he rips out the the page from the phone book. And I'm surprised mm-hmm. that the diner guy didn't yell at him. He was a jerk to begin with. Oh, he with. did. He was like, you going to order something, pal? Well, well I, I thought he was going ye- to yell for ripping it out. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, when oh, his, yeah. When he's like, you going to order something? Well, like, and, his, <laughs> and his watch, his watch dings, right? His watch oh, dings. Oh, he immediately covered it. Yeah, he was like, in the 50s, those things didn't exist. So, yeah. Um, Alicia, do you have, you know, before I literally talk about every scene in this movie, do you have <laughs> a favorite scene or two? Um, I, I'm a huge fan of all the music scenes, just when he's playing Johnny B. Good in the fifties and then he like kind of loses it and is shredding on the guitar and everybody's just staring at him just like they did in 1985 when him and his band were trying out to play at the school dance. Like, Which is ironic because he ends up playing at the school dance in 1955. Right. Right. I lo- I love those parallels. Um I don't know. There there's just it feels like there's just so much I don't even know where to start. I know we've already been your talking kids for are a little while, love this. but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be a little well, like the, what's a rerun? Yeah, what's yeah. a rerun? Oh my gosh. What's a rerun? Well, okay, so from a writing perspective, like anytime that I've had to write a sermon, write a paper, just even like because I on our Twitter I, I posted while ago to, to James Gunn just kind of scripting out an idea of hey this would be an awesome DC show like mm-hmm. here's here's just some basics to think outside the box and be like hey let's talk about I saw this already 
and it was an episode that was just airing. Like it's not like reruns are not a thing because TV really is still fairly in its infancy, mm-hmm. um, in th- in that time frame at least from what I understand. And and just going through some of that, like hey, like that's really new technology. That's hey, we just put this on wheels. <laughs> hey, like and to put a TV on wheels to move it so that they can watch it. <laughs> I just yeah. laugh because I'm like, my TV is on my my living room wall i'm like we we just go and sit at our couch and we'll eat dinner yeah i just feel like there's just there's just so much there's just so much well it's like it's like one of those like nine you know point eight nine point nine almost perfect 10 out of 10 movies right it's oh, rare yeah. it's rare that you get those like mm-hmm. uh we talk a lot about it jordan with with marvel stuff like there's you know there's there are very few movies in our lifetime or even before where they're just that good. And um, back to the future is one of them. And, and I would venture to say that the whole trilogy is, is like that. Um, You know, if you, Alicia and I have Peacock uh, and the back to the future trilogy movies are on that streaming service right now. And I think the other day when we were watching three, there was a, they have the rotten tomato scores next to the movie. They gave three, like a 78%. And I'm like, are you high? Like these movies <laughs> are stellar. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. I I think that like Rotten Tomatoes. I love that we can we can have places that you can go and check out. Like, oh hey, like this is what audiences are saying. This is what the the critics are saying. But the reality is, critics I don't think are really worth anything anymore in comparison to what they used to be because movies they're coming out so quick. The internet is so accessible that like. Will sees a movie on Wednesday night. You guys see it Thursday afternoon. I see it Thursday night. And then the movie officially drops that Friday. So it's like. And now they put them on streaming services a month later. And that would be Shazam and Creed Creed 3. Like, I, well, Creed 3, I don't know if Creed 3 hit a streaming service yet, but I know. It has. It's on Amazon Prime. It's on Amazon Prime. Okay. We saw it yesterday. We I haven't seen it. it yet. We didn't watch it. I'm just saying that we saw oh, that it was on okay. there. Yeah. Um, Avatar wasn't Avatar. The the way of water is not even on Disney plus yet as of us recording this. And I already have it on my iTunes account because they dropped it on iTunes, but did not put it on Disney plus yet. Where's Ant-Man? That's crazy. Listen, I, it came out in I February. Know. I know. I don't understand I that. We're uh, we're still figuring it all out, but it's just He's, they're actually still in the quantum realm. They actually didn't get out. They, they, <laughs> they gave us a fake ending, um, but no, like all these different streaming services and, and whatnot. It's nice to be able to grab. Hey, we're gonna go watch Back to the Future. Hey, we're gonna go watch Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Man, whatever it is. But like having them in one area is, is nice. But I'm not gonna go pay fifteen dollars a month for for Paramount Plus or whatever their price is just to watch back to the future when you can buy the, the complete trilogy for that same like one month price on iTunes. So like I've got the collection and whatnot and, and most of us have those from when they were on VHS or DVD or whatnot. So as long as you can still watch it, you, you can watch it without having to pay. I think I'm becoming anti-streaming. <laughs> There's just well, too many out there. Well, I think we, uh, three or four weeks ago, we, we came home on a Sunday afternoon and we were, we've been remodeling our house and we were working on the kitchen and hanging some kitchen cabinets. And we wanted to watch the breakfast club and the breakfast club was on 
Hulu, I think it was. And because I'm a grad student right now and I have a, you know, Miami email address, I was able to sign up for like a student trial of Hulu for $2 a month. Oh, so like nice. I was literally able to watch. We we, so we pulled up the breakfast cup on Alicia's iPad and we were, <laughs> we were watching that while we were mm-hmm. working on our kitchen. Um, but, you know, to your point, it's just, we, we cut back. I mean, I think we had Paramount Plus. We got, we ditched it. We had Hulu on another thing and we ditched it and we just got it back because we wanted to watch Breakfast Club. It was yeah. $2, $2 a month. But like, um, the problem that we run into is that all of our streaming services are connected to something. Mm-hmm. Like our Netflix is free because of our phone plan. So we get Netflix for free. Um, when I had Spotify Premium, I had Hulu for free as long as I was a Spotify Premium member. And then we, we dropped it and added Alicia to it and both have Premium now. And then um, get prime video because we have Amazon prime. Yeah. So it's like, there are, you know, ways to do streaming without breaking the bank, so to speak, but you're right. Jordan, it's just like, it's just getting out of hand as far as, you know, what, what is where. And I think I haven't watched the Creed movies yet and I want to, so, you know, obviously it's like I'm watching the third one, but like, I think at one point when right before Creed three came out, I think Creed one was on prime Creed 2 was on HBO Max, but you couldn't watch them on the same platform. So you had to like either have both or well, go I, fi- yeah. Disney Plus. Disney Plus went in and, and they were like, hey, we're putting this thing together. And Netflix still had rights to like five or ten of their movies. Mm-hmm. And so like Wreck It Ralph, it took them over a year, year and a half to get Wreck It Ralph 2 on from Netflix over into Disney Plus. And they couldn't uh for complete compete clauses, they couldn't they couldn't put it on there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just, I don't know. I just, I'm becoming anti-streaming solely because like they should just sell all the, the, the content. So like bad batch season two should be on DVD. That's where I just say, I'm like, just put it on DVD. So that way, if we don't want to buy like a, a subscription with you guys, we can, we can at least have the content. Yeah. But if you walk into a store now, Jordan, there's no DVDs, Blu-rays or any of those things anymore. Well, that's not my fault. <laughs> well, that's the way of the world. You're 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 the youngest of the group, and you're acting like the oldest. <laughs> well, let let me say it this way: I even if it's not like that DVD, it could easily be just something you buy on iTunes. Because like even Pokemon, Pokemon is on, uh, which we are way off topic. Um, like you can buy it because it's it streams through Netflix, but then they'll put it out on iTunes or Hulu or not Hulu. Um, like any buying streaming platforms. Um, that you can buy your content through. So mm. let's get back to back to the future. So say, we were talking about like to the future. <laughs> we were talking about like, I mean, we could probably call it pop culture references. So what did you guys think about like some of the nods, like Calvin Klein and Darth Vader being referenced? You know, I, I'm surprised there wasn't a little bit more of of some of the 80s references but mm-hmm. the way that they brought in the the Calvin Klein with his underwear and her calling him Calvin because his name is on his underwear mm-hmm. that was great. Mm-hmm. Um the Darth Vader piece though as soon as he put that suit on I was like I wonder if we're going to get either a Spaceballs reference or a like full Darth Vader reference and then yeah. they went the Darth Vader Well reference. and the next morning after that happened when George runs into Marty and he's like Darth Vader came to me last night went to suck from the, from the planet Vulcan <laughs> Yes. Yes. So great. It's so great. Um. Or, or when they're <laughs> like, and I guess this isn't really pop culture, but his his attire, him coming in in the the dress, uh, the 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 uh, 
life asking preserver. him if he yeah life preserver yeah. yeah they're like did you fall off ship dude <laughs> like it was it was funny asking to if see. he was a sailor what's like, the yeah, life the coast guard yeah it, it was cool to see some of those kind of just play out the way that they did mm-hmm. were you guys happy with if there was just going to be one for a long time there was going to be just did you guys know that that there was only going to be you did not jordan I didn't know that. So originally, there was only going to be one. And if you watch the first one, it used to not... Like, apparently, when they went and saw it in the theaters, they didn't. it didn't say to be continued. Did you know that? Hmm. There was no plan for a second one. Yeah. And then they added it. And so, like, Alicia and I were actually talking about the other day when we were watching the second one going into the third one. Because in the third one... I'm sorry, the second one, they give a trailer now. For like the a, third one. They give a trailer for the third one. But, like... I, I asked Alicia, I'm like, I wonder if they knew that going in to see the second one, if they were going to get a trailer for the third one. Like, were you guys happy? I guess back to my question, were you guys happy with just having one, knowing that there wasn't going to be a two and three? But like, like Jordan, you didn't know there was a third one, for example. Were you okay with just one, or were you happy that there were three? I would have been okay with just the first one. Because the first one's um, iconic. Oh, yeah. It, like, if you were to say, hey back to the future that's all we're getting totally fine um i think that even two i would have been okay if there was just two but because we got three like i'm not upset that we got three the all three of them were really really good and very unique to each Mm -hmm. one like it it didn't feel like i like the story i feel like it was the same story with a different like exterior each time Mm -hmm. but each time that you saw it you're like it didn't feel like that though no, it didn't feel like it in the moment but then you sit back and you kind of digest it a little bit you're like no this is the same movie all three times but with like different features here and there different the time period story. yeah but i think one of the also the, the really cool pieces to that is it teaches us if you don't learn from history you're doomed to repeat it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think that's a really cool way that they kind of hid that in there mm-hmm. well too the the we talk about this in other projects such as Marvel or DC. Nothing in this movie outstayed its welcome. Like yes. it, it, everything was timed perfectly. Every sequence, every scene, every story that was told. Um, and the ability to go in, tell that story, fix time and go back to the future. Mm-hmm. Unintended. Like was perfect. And, and And back to what I said a little bit ago, like I just name a better movie. With a better story, with a better plot, with a better with better writing, like it's just it's it's very rare that you're going to see that. Um, and to think that this movie came out in 1985, like it's it's still well, it still holds to this day. Well, and we talked about this when we did the Jurassic Park, the most recent one, did that podcast about how it's it's hard within a trilogy or multiple trilogies to nod enough to the other ones without being too much but they did it very subtly like everything from the skateboard so you have the skateboard and then you have the skateboard with the handles and then the hoverboard so like they parallel that really well um they always referenced something with the clock tower like they just did a very good job of doing it just enough but in a subtle way so it didn't feel like it was like oh my gosh they're nodding to this again well, fun fact about the skateboard, um, Michael J. Fox has Parkinson's, mm-hmm. and his body forgot how to skateboard 
by the time that they filmed the second one. Mm. So they had to reteach him how to skateboard for Back to the Future Part Two, so that way they could do the hoverboard scene. Mm. Wow! Yeah, it was it that that kind of stuff. Just I, I'm blown away by that mm-hmm. the human body can unlearn because what there was two or three years between movies, something like that. Eighty five, eighty nine, and ninety. Okay, so so there was four years between releases, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's it just blows my mind that in that short of amount of time because you're you're filming and, and whatnot he's probably did maybe a stunt or two but he's like yeah i forgot how to do this you're gonna have to teach me how to how to do this again yeah was there anything you didn't like about this this movie the title because like i feel like you're the whole time you're in the past and then you go further into the future in the second one and so you're not going back to the future you're going so back what would you rename past. it oh, i have no idea yeah, but, but, but if he goes back to 1955 criticism. and he has to go back to 1985, he has to go back to the future. No, I get mm-hmm. that. But by the time that you get to the second one, you're going to the future, going back to the past, going back to the future, going back. To, it's just you're always going back to the future, though. Mm-hmm. I'm just you're not going to win this argument. <laughs> I've just decided that to follow maybe, Jesus. <laughs> I just don't back. like the the name. I and but it's iconic. It's it's that piece that you know in the first one it makes sense, but yeah. because I know like the second part like doesn't really make as much sense, just because I feel like they spend more time in the future. Mm-hmm. But then they go back to the past, and then they go back to the future, and then back to the past. It's just it's just dumb, in my opinion. I I think the mom is really whiny, and she gets on my nerves. And she's constantly, and I, and I, and I don't know if, I mean, I never really felt like my parents were critical of me, but she always comes across as that very critical. Like she is harping on things to her kids that she did. Or worse. Or worse. And it's like, you see how she acts and then she's, she's saying, well, I didn't, when I, when I was your age, I didn't call boys or. Parker or, caught the boy. Parker Coy, the boy is like, um. No, you just liar? looked at their underwear and yeah. you tried to do. You call them a Come on to them. You know, when I, I just, I, I never really care for how whiny she is. Um, yeah. I would have probably, this not really changing anything about the first one, but I was, I was mad that they swapped the character of Marty's girlfriend. And the second and third from the first. Well, they did George too. Yeah. Different Time actor. Out. What? This is a different actor. You didn't know that? I apparently did not know that. For either? So in, in two and three, it was Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. In one, it was not. She looks completely different. Mm-hmm. She resembles her. In okay, one, it was Claudia Wells. You heard it first on Nerd Talk with Jordan Halstead. <laughs> Jordan well, we were constantly know. blowing his mind about like, I mean, I blew his mind with some Harry Potter stuff too. He was like, that's not that person. Yes, it is. Well, and they did with, which I had a hard time. So the dad, okay, George, yep. that is sense. different in the first one than he is the other two, but they put, they put enough makeup on him so that it looks like the same person. They didn't mm-hmm. do that with Jennifer. I just, I guess I didn't. No. Okay. And with that, <laughs> as my mind is now blown, I guess it's time to end the show. 
<laughs> I don't really have any more words. Wow. Leave them on a cliffhanger, Jordan. Oh my goodness. That was crazy. Just to say, if you've not seen this movie, do yourself a very grand yes. favor and go see it and go watch all three of them while you're well, at it. I, I have one last thing to say about this, this whole series. What I, what I love the most about just the iconic piece is that it didn't just stay in the movies. Mm-hmm. That in toys and video games and so many different aspects, they actually have really started to revamp. And a few years ago, 2015, which was the year that they're to the future, uh, when they went in and for 30 years in the future, um, they actually did a Back to the Future marathon and if you signed up and ran the the whatever how many miles it was, um, you got a flux capacitor medallion. That's fine. And I have a friend who wanted to do it, and I just I didn't sign up in time. I didn't have the money at the time. I was a sophomore in college, something like that. Um, but he had every intention of going and and doing it. And I don't know if he did or not, but I'll have to reach out to my buddy Matt and see if he's got it. But oh yeah, like the like it didn't just stay where it was it, it continually is a part of our culture um i know that the lego had something big uh rocket league um had like you could buy the the delorean so that way you could be playing <laughs> in rocket league as the delorean um lots well, it's of even cool reference still like it's referenced in avengers oh yeah so it's 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 like everywhere and i mm-hmm. i love how ingrained it is um and that it didn't just stay in a movie like you can go and buy all these different things so all right. Well, with that, I have had a lot of fun and my mind has been blown. So thank you guys for that. <laughs> Great, um, Scott. You're welcome. <laughs> Great, Scott. Um, guys, thank you so much for being on this episode. For all of our fans out there, those who are listening, we thank you so much for your support um, and just following us. Uh, if you have any ideas or anything you want us to touch and uh, talk about here on the, the podcast, you can reach us through our Twitter account or through our email address. Um, and so with that, we will catch you next time here on Nerd Talk. 